Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Autism. I'm Michelle Davey. This podcast is brand new. I am joined by Christelle Leia, my beautiful oldest friend here all the way from secondary school we have been mates ain't we Christelle since we was 11 yes long friendship very very long friendship now Christelle when we were at school did you ever imagine when we were planning who we was going to marry and how our lives were going to turn out on that 173 bus did you ever imagine that we would both be autism parents no don't think that even ever run from my mind mind? no never ever crossed our mind yet here we are both of us with autistic children. So let's talk autism. We're going to bring this to you every single week. It's going to come out on the weekend. And as we say, we're going to talk about all of those things that us autism parents just need to get off our chests, really. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And um, we're just hoping that it's going to reach loads of parents and help loads of people. And on today's podcast, our first one, I've got another Instagram SEN mother, uh, Jackie Sutherland. She's coming on to speak to me a little bit later about why she has, very controversial, Chris, the main question, isn't it, should we send our children back? And she's been getting a lot, a lot of criticism about this. So that's Jackie Sutherland. She's going to speak to us later on her decision to send her child with SEN back to school. Now, Christelle, tell us about your family. How many children have you got? Um, I've got three children. Yeah, and so you're, and you're living in London and your middle child is your child with autism, isn't he? Yes, he's four years old now. Now, you've just been diagnosed in lockdown. What happened, Chris? How did you know or did you have a feeling that he was autistic or did somebody say to you, I think he might be autistic? I didn't think he was autistic, but I did know that it might be a possibility due to the condition that he had before, which is the vein of galen malformation. So they did explain that his development might be a little bit delayed. And when we had seen some doctors, they had said that he had autistic traits. So I just thought that would, that was it really. Um, I didn't really think he had autism, even though he did have some signs, but then he also has, he also does other things that maybe some autistic kids don't do, you know, like good eye communication, um, like giving hugs and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, and I know those are things that they look out for. So I just thought he had autistic traits. So when they said autism, I was a bit shocked, but not shocked. Christelle, so take me through it, because my son got diagnosed when he was three years old. Yeah. And I know when we at the start of lockdown, because obviously we're locked in lockdown at the moment and at the start of lockdown we were kind of talking and you said you know you're starting that process but then you weren't getting anywhere uh, because obviously all systems shut down in the UK so what what's happened since because you have actually got your son's diagnosis now haven't you yeah we got it during lockdown over the phone so I think usually you go in for like a consultation and they'll ask you like loads of questions and also observe the child so obviously due to the circumstances of COVID-19, we had to do everything over the phone. And they just asked us loads of questions and I was with my husband. Quite a long, long assessment. So yeah, so then the guy told us, it'll take this amount of time, maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Then he would hang up and then call us back within about 15 minutes or to a half an hour just to give him a chance to go through the assessment and then get the results and then call us back and give us the results. So I think because of his previous condition that he had, we always expected that there will be some kind of delay in his development the condition is called vein of galen malformation and i had never ever heard of that until he no, was I diagnosed yes so i think there's different forms of vein of galen malformation but it's basically a type of rare blood vessel abnormality inside the brain so he had to be embolized 
which is basically it's like they go through the artillery basically they put glue in the brain and he, he had to have like i think the first one was when he was two days old they diagnosed him with that in my third trimester and then after that he had three all together in the first year of his life mm. so we always knew okay development would be a little bit delayed possibly and also we did read up that some children with vein of galen do have autistic traits so i, I did think he it would just come back that he's not autistic but he has autistic traits so i yes. was not completely surprised but i was just like okay wow so okay so he does have autism well he was going to nursery before this all COVID 19 and um yeah obviously you can you can tell the difference between him and the other children because um he's still non-verbal he makes a lot of sounds loads of sounds and um like a lot of like blubbering you know, like, blah, 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 and things like that and at the beginning he was a bit socially awkward he didn't really like to play with his classmate or even his siblings you know at the beginning he would just prefer to observe he would enjoy it like seeing all the other children running around but he would go close but he would never join in is he like that Being with his nursing, oh he's much better with his siblings now but that kind of turned around I think more when he started doing his speech and language therapy and when yeah. he started doing that obviously I thought he would just start speaking straight away which he hasn't but it did make him I don't know why but it just made him better with his siblings so now he does really play with his siblings. They're always running around, jumping on top of each other. Yeah. And he has that kind of relationship with other maybe cousins and stuff. Like people maybe that he sees more often than others, but he is more like better with people now. How did you and your husband feel? Because I know when we got that autism diagnosis now you know that I'm I was a school teacher so whenever I was saying it about my son people were saying oh you know it's just your teacher head on there's nothing wrong he's just a boy blah 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 and I felt like nobody was taking me seriously and so I still pushed and went for the autism diagnosis because I just knew I think you know as a mother didn't you in your heart that Mm. it is there and when the doctors t- said to me because we went through like the assessment thing and we went and he got assessed there and then they come back and told me and I just started crying with relief and it, I was think I was relieved because actually someone's actually believed me do you know what I mean like somebody's yeah. actually seen what I'm seeing mm. yeah I think I felt relief as well like you're a bit worried because I feel like when you think about having children, you you want the best for them. And I think yeah. when you get like a diagnosis like autism, you don't really know basically what that entails. But I was relieved for the fact that, okay, now we know what it is and he can now get all the help that he deserves. So that's the reason why I was relieved because when you don't have a diagnosis, you kind of get messed around a bit by everybody because nobody knows what they yeah yeah they don't know what they can do for you because you don't have a diagnosis so that can be very frustrating so it was a bit of a blow but at the same time we move forward basically and since that since the diagnosis like have you had help yet or because it's lockdown uh sort of things all on hold now and it's like because i felt even obviously it wasn't in lockdown it's nearly four years ago now but we got our diagnosis and then it was like okay yeah bye and then we just never heard anything (laughs) for ages it felt yeah we haven't had any help yet but yeah we've had people calling us and saying oh yeah we've been like a social worker called us and said we've been you've been referred to us and we know about your case so i know they're doing something but we haven't received any proper help yet i know that schools are reopening soon He's one of the people that will be will be looking to have back 
um, on the 1st of June. But I don't think we're going to let him go back just because um, he's at nursery at the moment, but he's going to be moving to reception to his brother's school. So I don't really want to put him somewhere again for just like a month and then take yeah. him out and then he has to get used to another environment because it takes him a while to settle down. So I think for me personally, I want to let things die down with this whole COVID-19 keep my kids at home for now and then September we'll see what happens yeah because that's interesting Chris ain't it because obviously when they're in nursery and then they go like preschool then they're going up to reception I mean we had a huge transitional sort of period there because of obviously our son not you know like as we say like settling into a new environment how's that going to work have they mentioned anything has you know has the next go on like when he goes into reception class have they mentioned how they're going to transition that because we're going to have to have a transition just from my son going back from lockdown so yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's where they're really going to have to step up their game, really, aren't they, the school, to make sure that that's, that he settles? And Or do you think he's going to be okay? Is he familiar because your eldest goes there already? I think he will be familiar, but he probably think, oh, we're going to drop Big Brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think, but the thing is, also, there's some days they have a play group. Okay. So he's familiar with the surroundings in that sense. But the longer days there might be a little bit stressful. And we, I don't really know what that's going to look like because obviously we're just been given this diagnosis then it's all this information that's flying at us whether is it going to go to normal school is it going to go to a special school and I don't know what's the best solution for him yet and I've spoken to different parents um, who some who have left let their children go to the normal school and they've told me the pros and cons of that and then I've spoken to other parents who have let their children go to special school and they've told me the pros and cons of that so I don't really know at the moment we it looks like it's going to go to mainstream school we need to actually really sit down with the school, I guess, when this died down and just basically talk about what that transition is going to look like for him. Yeah. I mean, when you go back, as when they start back as well, the first thing really you need to start the ball rolling and the school will be to get an EHCP. Good, They're yeah. doing that already. But for you, how would you think transition is going to be from lockdown back to school? And are you going to let your children go back? I've made a decision not to send mine back just because I think he's settled indoors it took a while to settle him into lockdown I think to go back with so many different routines for him personally our family I don't think that's going to work very well and also my youngest son has uh, sleep apnea so he has reduced oxygen at night uh, so just the fear of the coronavirus is would just yeah, yeah terrify yeah. me that that would be sort of transmitted mm. to us as well I spoke to another parent Send warrior mum Jackie Sutherland from Instagram, and she has had a hell of a lot of flack on why she's sending her middle son back to school. Uh, I'll play this for you now. Okay, so here on Let's Talk Autism, our brand new podcast, and my first guest into the Let's Talk autism pod is that what we call it a pod a podcast i don't know is jackie sutherland also known as the sen warrior mama and jackie hello hi that's how we met ain't it on instagram we are we do indeed meet through the wonders of instagram <laughs> and it is so strange isn't it that all of a sudden i don't know about you i know obviously you your instagram is primarily focused on your family because yep. you are a parent of children with additional educational needs what needs do your children have i have three children in total two of my children have additional educational needs my eldest son has adhd and autism 
and sensory processing disorder. His younger brother, Middle, has a diagnosis of significant learning difficulties and is classified as pre-verbal, which basically means he's not really talking yet, even though he's six. Right, yeah. And then you've got your youngest son as well, who's... Who's totally neurotypical. Yes, neurotypical. That's Yes, that's the word we use now. It's, it's a whole new thing for me. I haven't <laughs> done neurotypical before. I have done special needs for rather a long time. So I'm finding actually the neurotypical thing a lot harder to manage. Because yeah. my other two, when things go wrong, I can go, oh, well, that's possibly because we did X, Y, and Z this morning. With him, I'm suddenly going, what happened? <laughs> And Jackie, you used to be a, a teacher as well. I was a primary school teacher yep. for 13, 14 years. Yes. Yep. Prior so to having youngest. Yeah. And so teaching is now on the back burner for a bit. Uh, for the foreseeable future, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same here. I just don't know how I could possibly teach <laughs> and, you know, do what we do indoors at the moment. And over the past couple of years that we've been Instagram friends, we have shared stories on sleep deprivation and our love of coffee and alcohol oh yes (laughs) (laughs) the things the tools that get us through this life yes alcohol sarcasm and caffeine that's the only things i live off now (laughs) sleep does not come as standard around here (laughs) how much sleep do you reckon you average uh if i get four hours i'm doing well get six hours a couple of nights a week if we're lucky i i have gone for days with none and i mean can you explain to us jack just because some people i know and they go oh like why doesn't i don't understand them why doesn't your son sleep like is that what do all autistic children not sleep um with eldest the primarily primary thing is his adhd because he just can't switch off Um, And we have tried melatonin, which is everyone's go-to. And everyone says, oh, have you tried melatonin? And we have, and it doesn't work for him. And it doesn't work for all kids. It works for some, but not all. Just can't switch off. And we've tried routines, diets, behavioral therapies. Nothing works. Just some nights he can fall asleep and he can get five, six hours. Some nights he doesn't sleep at all. Little is pretty much the same. Um, He doesn't have ADHD. He doesn't have a diagnosis of autism. But he often can't sleep. There's a lot of anxiety. And if you're a child who can't explain to their mummy what's wrong, you know, it, it, that adds a whole different level of difficulty for him. So if he was saying to me, mummy, I've had a bad dream, I could sit and chat through the bad dream. He doesn't have that ability. No. So invariably, I'm sitting on the end of his bed until he falls asleep. Yeah. Some nights he does, some nights he doesn't. Some nights he wakes. We never know what's going to happen. And it's that, isn't it, when they do wake in the night with the sort of wandering I don't know if uh, your children is but my son has a tendency to wander and yeah it just terrifies me absolutely terrifies me he's a lot lot better now he really is but it's this sort of wandering what's he doing all of a sudden he will either just be looming over the bed at me you know (laughs) (laughs) I remember that very well from Eldis Eldis is better invariably now because he's 11 12 years old now he generally stays in his room He'll read, he'll do puzzles. He's usually self, he can self-entertain if he can't sleep. And he knows when he needs to fall asleep and he will try and sleep then. So he's fine. Middle is the main significant problem with sleep. Doesn't have that sense of danger. No. That self-awareness, any of that. So if he's awake, I have to be with him. Usually he'll be quite happy and content sitting in his bed, um, doing bits and pieces in his room. But because he has, as you said, that tendency to wander. Yeah. It's not viable. It's it's too much of a risk to take with his safety. Yes. Yeah, and that is what 
I am finding most difficult because my son has one-to-one uh, support at school. Yes. And now, bam, we're expected to be educating all of our children at home. Lockdown. You are now a homeschool teacher, and but we haven't got the one-to-one support. And some people may think, yeah. oh, why would you need one-to-one support for your own child? Do you know what I mean? But actually exactly what you mean yeah can't go out to a park setting without my husband being there with me to be one-to-one with my middle son and me then to be with eldest and youngest there's always got to be somebody with him one-to-one so then to homeschool got a three-year-old a seven-year-old and a six-year-old and it's like bam you know you're just meant to deal with this that is exactly the same here we don't go out as a family unless dad or someone else is available to help me because I cannot support middle on that one-to-one basis. If I had two other children who were both neurotypical, maybe, but I've got a five-year-old and we all know what five-year-olds are like. Yes. And I have a child who has got ADHD with zero impulse control. So if his brain says run, he runs. There is no stopping him. And because he's not so great with the auditory processing, sometimes if I say stop, he won't stop. And because you've got the oppositional defiance within the autism and the ADHD, he often won't obey a direct instruction anyway. So it's too much. And then bringing in a home setting to be expected to educate them to the standard of a, a secondary school teacher, which I never was for him, a reception class child who needs so much input from phonics and the initial learning and all that stuff that's now absent from his life as well as a child who at school and at home requires one-to-one support just to stay safe let alone to be educated in any way it's it's just it's 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 a drain on my brain most days yeah i don't you know some days i just you know once he goes to sleep i will face plant into my bed and that's me done it's intense and when lockdown did come in what were your initial thoughts like what was you thinking with regards i mean your husband's working from home isn't he yes he's working from home he's a key worker that in self as well when my husband's home on a day he's not meant to be home with an autistic child it's like why is daddy home even though he loves his dad why is he home on a day he's not meant to be home? They don't understand that actually that daddy's home and he's working and they need to leave daddy alone. That, no. you know, as far as they're concerned, dad's around at weekend, dad does fun stuff with them, they go out with dad. And no, it doesn't happen now. We can't let it happen. Middle does not understand that he needs to leave daddy alone. He wants to be with daddy. It's just really hard. And then when they said the schools are closing, initially I already had eldest home by that point anyway, his school closed first. Um, youngest school then closed on the Friday um, yeah. and middle school were saying they might remain open they might not because they're a special needs school and the point where we realised we were going to have to have middle home as well and I went to pick him up from his after school club I must admit I was nigh on te- in tears because yeah. I knew what was coming I knew how hard this was going to be I knew I was doing the right thing but at the same point I knew you know school holidays are hard weekends are hard but I've got dad around and there's a chance to escape has all left that's flown so to be sort of essentially trapped in a bubble with three kids was a, was something I although I absolutely adore my boys I was really really worrying about it, it's the respite as well isn't it like you say that just nipping out to get a coffee when I know we've had conversations I was training for the London Marathon as much as I moaned about my training for the London Marathon I was getting out and running sort of most days and having that respite 
all of a sudden these are all the things that we can't do now and that sort of bit of headspace that mental health space there to get ourselves out is gone recently there's been a little bit of controversy on your now we love instagram i know we do because it's it allows us people like us to meet each other you know have those chats what maybe other people in our lives maybe just don't get i know there's a lot of you know special needs parents and autism parents and that that i chat to on instagram but do get the odd troll yeah lots of trolls lots of opinionated people and i've found since lockdown that the trolls have really come out in force. Way too much time on their hands. <laughs> really, way too much time on their hands. So you have made the decision to send Middle back to school. Tell us a little bit about why that's your decision, because that's completely your decision. And I'm a firm believer, like I wrote in my most recent blog post, every single family circumstance is different. And every member of that family is relevant in their health and mental health do you know what i mean so when it came to it we received an email from school and they said look would you like middle to come back to school it doesn't have to be for every day it could be just a couple of days a week it's there if you would like it and initially i said oh well you know maybe from this date and i must admit between the fact that he was not in his own mindset he wasn't happy and the stuff we'd set up for him wasn't enough. We'd lost all those therapies that that he needed so desperately. The speech and language therapy had gone. There was no occupational therapy anymore. Everything had dried up. Everything had gone. The resources had returned had gone off to being COVID nineteen based, which was which was fine and is necessary. And we were feeling horrifically isolated. Dad's working. I'm number one carer. And I must admit, my mental health took a massive hit. He wasn't sleeping. And I really mean was not sleeping, awake all night long, not happy awake, tearful, crying, head-butting. I was bruised, I was battered, and the school came back to me and went, would you like this space? And I said, yes. My other half is a microbiologist. We looked at the figures, we talked about it a huge amount. But when it came down to it, beyond my own mental well-being, he was not coping himself he was not happy he's done four days in total in the last two weeks he's a much happier little boy again i can spend some time emotionally with the youngest i'm not able to do we still hold the point that if at any point those death rates go up the infection rate goes up we have any concerns at all we will yank him out we are being as proactive as we can but at the same point school were prepared to take him He wanted to go. He needed to go. I I just, you know, the hardest decision I have had to make since I don't even know when, possibly since I I went to the doctor and said, help, there's something not quite right. My child's not talking and he's nearly three. I think that's what's hard as well, isn't it? Is that people can send that message to you on Instagram because I know you did get, you put this on Instagram that you'd send middle back and I understood why you were. But some people, it's so easy for them to send their little message of, you know, I mean, tell us what what people were sending you. Um, I was getting everything from you're a drain on the NHS. Um, I had somebody who turned around and said to me that, well, maybe he'd be better off dead of the virus anyway. (gasps) Oh, my God. I'm fully supportive of people having their own right to an opinion. But at the point where you attack me personally or attack my child for a decision that's wholly unto us. I don't mm. tell other people how to parent their special needs child. I wouldn't dream of doing that because every special needs child is 
different in their own way. They yes. need you and your knowledge and your understanding of them and your ability to, to embrace their needs. I know other people who also made the same decision about the same time I did also receiving the same comments i think nobody knows your circumstance nobody knows our true circumstances or what each family are going through and therefore don't judge but i mean on the whole instagram is a positive place though isn't it it is i mean you know it it's it's a, it can be an incredibly positive place full of some amazing people who you know if you go offline for 24 hours they'll message you are you okay you haven't you know do you want to chat yeah. you know there is that level of of caring and understanding within the community which is fantastic and when you're a parent of a special needs child especially during lockdown you are incredibly isolated to have somebody check in and go hi you know you haven't posted me this morning you're right did you get some sleep last night is all yeah. it, it's 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 just you know that sense of community that is missing from everyone's lives at the moment, really. Thank you, Jackie, so much for coming on to Let's Talk Autism with us. You're definitely going to come back now, ain't you? If this goes all right, if oh, I'm not going to give well, it up after a couple. <laughs> We've got a lot more scope to cover here. I would like to see what other people have got to say because I think there's some amazing people out there who've got a huge amount of resources and amazing stories to tell about this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, let's... But, uh, uh, you know. Let's hope. As we say, this is uh, the first one. This is the pilot show. And we were like, oh, there isn't really many autism podcasts out there. But what time can we both do this? (laughs) Where we're not going to be. (laughs) (laughs) We will get there. We will persevere. This is going to break through. But where can we find you on Instagram? I am sen under slash warrior under slash mama. Because that's Middle's way of saying mummy. Very, very good. You should definitely, definitely go and follow Jack over there. Thanks very much, Jack. Okay, Chris, so that was, that's the first time you've heard that. That's Jackie Sutherland, Send Warrior Mum on Instagram. What did you make of that, all that trolling she's got? I think it's horrible and I think it's pathetic, to be honest with you, because people can't judge her if that's her decision to let her children go back to school that's her decision you you don't live her life you don't know what she's going through yeah shocking but as we say everybody's in a got their own circumstances here everyone's got their own lives their own personal things going on and let's just try and empower each other rather than you know break each other down with with trolling next week we are going to be talking about what you should not say to an autism parent. So if you yes. want to get in touch with us and with your worst things that people have said, nothing, you know, it could be just things that people say and think you really don't have a clue, then please do get in touch with us. You can find me at the Cockney Blogger over on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can find Christelle at Guardians of the Precious. Yes, Guardians of the Precious. And that's guardiansofthepreciousblogspot.com. And we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, and please do subscribe to Let's Talk Autism. We promise we will get better each and every week. And we're here just to, just to have a chat and have a vent and have a relax and talk all things autism here. Have a great week from me. And have a great week from me. Let's Talk Autism. Episode one in the bag. <laughs>